Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right, today we're going to jump in. And those of you on with us live, you'll notice we are starting promptly on time because our guest today is talking about managing or maximizing time management, daily routines, taking action. So Alex, we had to start it on time, dude, or else what would, how are we doing on our time management, right? Oh, we're, we're doing great right now. We're only a minute behind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm Jesse Zagorski, a broker associate with EXP in San Diego. And our guest today is Alex. Alex, do I say your last name, Mayor or Meyer? I always feel like I'm saying it the wrong way. It's Mayor, like Mayor of a town. I thought so. Because I remember joking with you about like, literally you became the mayor of your town. And that's not our topic for today. Though. We're not talking about you becoming the mayor. We're talking about what actions did you take regarding time management, your daily routines? When you, you are a pretty scheduled person. And just to give folks a framework and a background, um, I want to tell them a little bit about how long you've been in real estate, kind of your, your growth and give them, give them a little framework. How long have you been in the business for? Yeah. So um, I like to say that I've been in sales negotiations, a people person for my whole life. You know, I started at 18 years old, bartending, serving tables, worked my way up to call centers, auto sales, got into real estate in 2016. I got really lucky. Um, I was recruited into the top real estate team in my territory here. And they actually were very good at teaching us what are the daily things you need to do every day to move your business forward, move that needle forward every single day. So I, I actually still reflect back a lot to those days. Um, as to how I train my current agents and how I live my life today as well. Um, I, but I've been a real estate agent since 2016, uh, associate broker since 2019, started running my own team in 2020. Um, and yes, I do live a, a very scheduled lifestyle. Um, but part of that is because, uh, you know, I'm actually not a very organized person. So my point is to make sure that I get as much as I possibly can done before 11 a.m. every morning. I call that my offensive time. That's where I'm moving the needle forward on the business. And the rest of the day, I call that my defense. That's where I'm going to be going on showings, appointments, inspections, uh, listing appointments, what have you. The busy work that comes up in this business. But I really and I think it's really important for agents to really focus on those early morning hours to get things done if they really want to be successful, because this business has a way of hijacking us throughout the day. I, dude, I, I love that. And I'm tempted just to be like, do you just keep preaching? Let it let it roll. But I, now, but now you've told me something I never knew about you. You are you're actually not a very organized person. Is it mm -hmm. interesting? Because I think yeah. that'll resonate with a lot of realtors. So tell me more. How did as a not a very organized person, did you embrace the schedule immediately or was it a fight at first? Uh, well, so as someone who is not organized, it was something that I knew that I needed it was a weakness of mine. So I focused on trying to strengthen that area, if that makes sense. Right. So I really always start my morning. I, I'm a big firm believer in the savers routine from miracle morning. I'm, I, I don't do it every day, but I know that the days that I do do it, I crush those days. Um, so if I get that first hour every morning to myself, I can really get things done. Um, my, when I first started in the business, you know, and I think this is a great way for most agents to start out. You know, I'm not a big networker myself. I know there's multitudes of different ways to get business and generate business. Um, I believe for newer agents, it's really important for them to cut their teeth on online leads. That's my personal opinion. And it's been successful for me. It's been successful for my agents. 
And I believe, you know, in those first two hours, having conversations with people about real estate after you get into the office, um, it really sets the momentum for the rest of the day. Um, and I realized that if I can get that done, if I can do that one thing, right? Um, who's the author for that, right? You know, um, that book, The One Thing. Gary Keller, right? Uh, so like, if you can get that one thing done, you, you just prospect in the morning, get those two hours done, the rest of the day is going to get much, much easier. So I figured out really early that if I get my... The things that I don't want to do, I eat that frog in the morning, I get it done. I know the rest of the day is going to be so much easier. So that is why I started getting more focused on the routine because I want to get my early morning handled and then the rest of the day I can goof off. <laughs> and, and we might even talk about napping. Alex is a fan of napping. I've learned um, and truly like, like for the, the brain cognition stuff, but all right, but let's, but let's, I want to, I don't want to move past this too fast. Cause I mean, we've talked. I've read about this, talked about it many, many times, do the important stuff first, but it's so fascinating to me that you didn't start out that way. So like, was it, did you just immediately dive in? You're like, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. Or do you have to like recalibrate yourself to like, some days do you not want to do the things you have to do first thing? How do you, how do you keep yourself going? Yeah. So when I first got in the business and I don't, I don't prospect anymore, you know, I've got a, an attraction based marketing plan because I've hired people like Krista Mayshore, McCall Jones to teach me how to be effective on video so that I can actually get people to actually reach out to me personally. So I don't do that stuff so much anymore. Nowadays, those early morning things is leading the team, um, putting my own content together, recording scripts, and then running the ads behind those things. Um, and then the, again, the rest of the day is kind of that defensive point, but I'm still a big firm believer in getting up and into the office early in the morning. But when I first got in the business, that was the strategy and the plan that was laid out for me and everybody else that was on that team, which was you get in the office at eight 30 in the morning, you hang out with your crew, you have like a huddle, kind of like what you're doing right here. Right. Um, and then everyone just kind of role plays and goes over what's working, what isn't working, their successes, their struggles, and we all work together, to make it better. Maybe do a little bit of role playing before you get on the phones. And then from nine o'clock until 11, you, you know, are on the phones, having conversations with people, saving people from making the mistake of working with someone who isn't putting the work in every single day. That's the way I explain it anyways, throwing that lifesaver out there. Um, and, you know, that was really drilled into me. My first 18 months in the business, we were on the phones for, for an hour and a half to two hours every day. And the best times to do those were in the morning. And it's not because that's maybe the best time to call people is in the morning, but it's the best time to make sure that you actually get it done. Right. Because again, and I keep coming back to this, you will get busy in this business. You'll have negotiations come up. Um, someone will want to write an offer. You know, we all have our own personal lives that we're living between real estate as well. And those things can come up and get in the way. So I'm a firm believer in getting those early morning things done. I think those first 18 months in the business really drilled it into my brain that getting those things done early in the morning is just going to set the foundation for the rest of the day. Well, that's what I want to ask about. So now you said you shifted, you have an attraction-based business now where instead of hitting the phones, you're, you're doing things to, to drive leads to you. But you said you still said you think every new agent should start with that mm -hmm. sharpening the teeth. What, what, what is important about starting the way you did? Mm -hmm. um, I believe this because first off, if you talk to the people, those online leads, the ones that are generated, they don't know you. It's, it's a hamster wheel, right? Like you are constantly, you have to be working that system and be having those conversations with people on the phone. But I believe that by having those conversations, you're going to get clients right away, right? Attraction, ba attraction based marketing, I believe takes time right? You have to know what you're talking about. You have to get comfortable talking about those things. And you have to be able to be direct with people on video about what's actually going to work for them, right? And I believe that by having a repertoire of clients that you've worked with and cutting your teeth on the more difficult prospects 
in the beginning, it's going to make the ones that reach out to you down the road. So, so much easier, right? Mm-hmm. Like by having those conversations, it's just going to set, it's going to make everything easier. Right. Yeah. But those first 18 months to two years, um, I mean, I was really on the phones for the first two and a half years for the most part. Right. Um, later on, I did delve into ISAs and things like that. Um, but I, I believe that those early days made it so that I have the structure of what goes into setting an appointment. You know, what are the, the good conversations to have with people, those conversations that I am having with people on the phone, well, nowadays, again, you know, most people trust me by the time they're reaching out to me, they're either, you know, seen some of my videos and they already know who I am. So I can talk to them like I am. Uh, but in those early days, the, the conversations were leading them through a process of getting them to admit that maybe they don't understand everything as clearly as they do on the phones. What I want my agents to do is I want them to have some sort of perspective shift that they can give to the person that they're speaking to. Right. Um, someone's asking them about, you know, median sale prices or someone's like, Hey, I'm looking to buy something that I can fix and flip. We'll ask them some deeper questions that well, have you done that before? You know, if you haven't done that before, that is a really good opportunity for us to share our expertise and have a conversation with them about that. If they have done it before, we can ask them how many times and ask them if they've done it recently. Maybe we can have a a deeper dialogue on what's worked for us as well. Right. Location. You know, there's so many different things that we can we can change perspectives on as far as financing go. I can't tell you how many first time home buyers, um, which, again, depending on which market and if you are working with first time home buyers, it is hard right now. Um, unfortunately, um, I actually love working with them and my buyers win a lot because I'm really big on the education side. Uh, my core values are education, communication, responsiveness. They show up in every way I go about my business and my personal life. So I'm very deep on making sure that my clients understand everything they need to do in order to be successful. Um, and we still lose, you know, it's, it's a tough market, but if you, if you keep the faith and you keep after it you're going to win eventually. Yeah. And just as you're listening, as I'm listening to you talking, I hope everybody who's listening, because we have people on here live podcast later, listening back. Um, the way you communicate, you can tell you have drilled these things into your head through repetition. You're very, you speak very professionally. Like there's certain things that just stand out that is not surprised that you've become a pretty successful, you know, team leader, top, top team in your market at this point. Um, can we shift gears just as a team leader for a second? Because you develop these skills yourself. Um, we have both team agents listening to this as well as team leaders. Mm-hmm. How is the, how does it go when you, you now go as a team leader to go create these, uh, patterns and strategies in other people? Do you have to find the right people? Can you train them in anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I don't necessarily believe that real estate is for everyone. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I'm actually very selective on who it is that I decide to bring on. Right. Um, for one thing, you know, I'm, I, and you know, some of you might be experienced agents, so don't hold this against me. I don't want to bring on experienced agents myself. I want someone who's fresh to the business because I don't want bad habits. I don't want someone coming to me telling me that, you know, open houses is the way to do business. I've of, of the four of us, I think we've had one open house hosted in the last six months. Uh, the four people on my team, including myself, I'll never host an open house again uh, because I don't believe they work. You know, it's not an effective use of your time. Um, you're spending an hour and a half, two hours of your weekend, another hour going out there and doing all those things. And you might get a bunch of looky loose. And at the end of the day, serious buyers already have an agent anyways in my opinion, right? So yeah, you're much better spending that time on the phones and doing things like that. Um, one thing that I loved about Jesse when I first met him and I knew I was going to like him right away, and you know what I'm about to say, is he said that uh, running a team is like herding cats. And I just love that that reference, you know, because they are independent people. Uh, you feed them, you feed them leads, you give them shelter, you give them office space. 
Um, you give them training, so you're grooming them and they still will, you know, just, you know, treat you like garbage sometimes, right? <laughs> like they're, they're such independent people that they, they get um, kind of stuck in their ways, if that makes sense. But, um, you know, salespeople, I, I think there's a, there's a unique um, character that I'm looking for. Uh, I'm always looking for someone who has, I call it the attractive character. And, you know, that is something that can be developed over time. Right. Not everyone is going to have the same style. I've been learning that from McCall Jones a lot, which if you don't know who McCall Jones is, you should go find out who McCall Jones is because she is someone phenomenal on video. It's yeah, right. Okay. So uh, like I, I took her Christmas styles Academy course cost me $997 is the best $997 I ever took. It just makes you so much better on video. And I've had over five clients reach out to me in the last three weeks, just since I started taking her program. It's, it's an amazing thing. Dude, but, that's amazing. Yeah. I, but I would say, you know, I, I, there are certain characteristics I'm looking for in the agents that I bring on. Um, it's not something that I want people to get stuck on, you know, looking at where I'm at today. Um, I don't want someone to compare their day one success to someone who's in year six or seven, right? Or someone who's been doing this for 10, 20 years. You got to start wherever you're at and you got to figure out whatever it is that you can do to keep moving things forward. Um, for me, uh, you know, I break it down to three key areas that I want my agents to focus on every day. Number one is you got to generate business, right? Maybe you might not set that appointment every day. Maybe you're just having conversations. Maybe you're just getting better with scripts, you know, and I, and I get, I'm not a big fan of scripts, but you have to learn the basics before you actually get it down. You got to make it seem natural, right? Um, uh, so generate business, maintain business. That's kind of the busy work of this, right? That's going to be your paperwork, your showings, your inspections, and then finally um, closing business, right? I think that most agents focus on the closing business. And I think that's why the average agent does four to six transactions in a year, right? They're so focused on, oh, look, I just got a sale, right? I am awesome. And now they're going to have, you know, a $9,000 commission check. By the time they get that commission check, it's already spent. Right. I want my agents to focus on pipeline. I don't care how many, I, I, I do care to an extent how many closings you get. Right. But at the end of the day, I want you to make sure that you're consistently turning over clients. I expect a minimum of two appointments a week. If I know you're getting two appointments a week, um, let's that's eight appointments a month. Let's say for whatever reason, if you're prospecting those online leads, not all of them will show up. So let's say two, let's say three fourths of them show up, six appointments show up. I'm very good at signing clients. I'd say probably nine and 10 clients will sign. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that's pretty consistent with my, my agents and my team as well. Again, my, my appointments are very thorough on explaining things. I want it to be when a client comes to us and they interview me and they interview someone else, they know that I know what I'm talking about. My team knows what they're talking about and that we can actually get them there. I, in my experience, most agents are, are, are not even explaining things in, in an effective way. Um, that's clear to, to consumers. They really just overwhelm them with information. I want to explain complex things in an easy to understand way, right? Um, lost my train of thought of what I was talking about just before that. Uh, but I, I guess that kind of delves into um, my education side and communication part of it as well. No, no but you, you answered the question. I mean, I, I don't think you lost your I think you just follow the natural conclusion of it. What you surprised me when you said you don't like scripts. Now I've learned you're not organized. You don't like scripts, but you sound very like, like you've internalized all of this stuff. So how does someone who doesn't like scripts become so, I guess, polished is the wrong word because it doesn't sound like it still sounds very authentic, but how do you, how do you do that? Uh, trial and error. It was part, is part of it. Right. Um, I also think, you know, 
as you you figure out the best way to say it in your voice, it makes it so that it sticks in the client's mind better, right? At, at the end of the day, it's always going to be about the clients. My whole philosophy in business is about how can we help them have the most success? And in my opinion, it's always going to be about making sure that they have all of their options. They understand what it is that they they need to do to be successful, what is working, what isn't, and, and being upfront about those things, right? Um, unfortunately, I, I feel, um, and because of the statistics that I see coming out of, out of NAR and other systems with you know agent success, is that most agents are too stressed out with their own current situation to actually properly advise the client in an effective way, right? How is that person who is so dependent on your deal closing going to negotiate on your behalf if they are so dependent on that, right? Um, part of it is also just getting in the habit of, you know, finding great people to talk to. Um, other real estate agents, I, I, I say you want to find people who are above you at your level and approaching. I think a lot of people don't really focus too much on the people who are you may be not exactly where you're at yet, but you also, the people who are approaching your level of business, they're doing something, right? They're, they're learning something. We got to watch those people too, if we want to be successful, right? Um, I'm, another thing is, you know, I hire real estate coaches and mentors, right? I spend tens of thousands of dollars every year on, on real estate coaches and mentors. Krista Mayshore has been a real estate coach of mine for over three years. Um, you know, I hired into another program two months ago. I spent over $30,000 getting into additional programs. I'm very selective on who I, I, I do hire as well. I do believe that just having a coach in general will put you in the top 20% of agents just because you'll have that accountability and training. But I don't necessarily believe that every coach will get you the top one or 3%, right? So you need to make sure that you find someone who resonates with, with, with your values and also is going to help you create a lifestyle that you want. One of the reasons why, you know, we're talking today is about routine and time management, right? I wanted to make sure that I actually had time to myself to actually live my life between these things. And a lot of that came down to saying, Hey, I know these little things that I can do every day are going to have big results in the end. So all I got to do is kick over a few dominoes in the morning. And then by the end of the day, things are going to be, you know, smooth. Like things are just going to fall into my lap. It's one of my favorite parts is just kicking over six or seven dominoes and then having a bunch of sales by the end of the day. <laughs> I love that. And when you talk about living your life, I mean, this is actually, I think, part of your routine because I, I thought that when I first heard this, that, that you were joking, but I think you, you are serious that on a daily basis, you have a nap as part of your routine, correct? <laughs> Actually, uh, that was an, a joke at the conference because uh, Krista kept uh, pointing out that I was yawning. Uh, oh. But I will tell you that uh, I do believe in taking a nap. I do have my couch right over here. Um, I can go back there and take a nap. But, but that's uh, not part but, of your daily schedule? <laughs> um, in the days that I do take an afternoon nap, I would tell you that I probably do have a, a 30% uh, more productivity rate. I would say that's probably true. Yes. I love it. I love it. I wasn't sure that was actually officially on your calendar. No, that was that was that was more of a, a kick at Krista at the conference because she kept pointing out that I kept yawning. She you can't have someone like me right. sit in a chair for eight to ten hours straight. Fair. Well, this one's only thirty minutes, so we're good. We got we got ten minutes. I got a question. I was looking at your background. You got a book on your shelf that is a. Uh, fascinating to me. It's called Blue Ocean Strategy, mm -hmm. right? I know a little bit about it. If you want to tell people, I'm curious, because that's prominently featured. Does that play into your business outlook, your strategy at all? How does that book relate to what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, real estate, real estate agents, unfortunately, um, can be seen as a commodity. In my territory, there are over 1,200 agents. 
Um, it's probably like that everywhere. Unfortunately, real estate is one of the easiest careers to get licensed in. Um, and, you know, honestly, in sales in general, I found that it, one of the reasons why salespeople have a bad reputation is because a lot of people find that it's easy to get into. And that doesn't just because it's easy to get into doesn't mean that it's easy to be successful. It's actually very difficult to be successful in real estate. You have to do so you have to wear so many hats. You have to be a marketer. You have to be a brand. You have to be in branding. You have to be an effective communicator. You have to be a therapist. You know, you have to walk people through the five stages of grief when they lose out on a house, when they got to do a price reduction. Um, you have to um, you have to be a salesperson. There's there's so much that you have to go through with that. And then at the same time, um, I'll talk more about bluish and strategy, but real estate is also a very isolating business for successful real estate agents because most people don't understand what we go through on a, on a day-to-day basis. You know, going from six to seven showings to a listing appointment, to taking on a new buyer client, to dealing with that one client who won't stop hounding you about all their unrealistic expectations, to also dealing with all the other things that come up from branding and marketing, all of that. And we have to be the, the strong person in those things for our clients so that we can actually effectively lead them throughout the transaction. When at the end of the day, you know, we're the ones who need the support a lot of the time too. And I think that that's something that a lot of agents like to put out there that they're doing great and everything, but we're not always going to be doing good. This is always an emotional roller coaster. It doesn't matter where you're at, at what point in your career. Right. Uh, but from the blue ocean strategy, um, you got to be different. You you have to be, you have, there has to be something about you that is niche specific to people. In my marketplace, it's digital marketing. There is literally no one in my market in the digital marketing space. You, you might see an agent who is posting a like a copy paste video um, that they found online and they'll post it out there and they think that that's marketing, right? And it is, it, it makes your face get out there. Um, but it's not necessarily a message that is effective or shows people who you are. Um, one of the things that I've been learning recently from McCall Jones is that when you are more in your true character and you're more real, people trust you more. They see you as an authority figure and they'll reach out to you. And then by the time they call you, which, you know, I'm always, hey, give me a buzz. You know, I respond quickly. Responsiveness is a core value. If they reach out to me, people are shocked how fast I get back to them, right? But you have those conversations and people feel like they already know you. It's much easier to do business. So my blue ocean strategy, I run two to three Facebook ads a week. Um, and they are always me actually talking about something. It's not um, just a, a blanket Canva thing, right? It's not just a lead generation thing. And I do do lead generation as well for, for my agents, right? And again, I don't prospect so much anymore, uh, but I do spend a lot of time on showing people that, look, I am doing things that other agents aren't. There's, there, I, can, I can show the receipts. In fact, I can go on to Facebook uh, insights. And I can show you that the other five top teams in the Rochester area are doing about a 10th as much engagement as I am. The numbers are not close. And, and even, I think there was one, it was on a different podcast. So don't quote me on the numbers. I don't know if they're actually true, but you know, I love it when people say things like that. They say the average consumer, like 80% of consumers know um, one real estate agent, um, like 10% know two real estate agent and the other 5% know three or more. And those 5% are all real estate agents, right? So <laughs> what I know is if I'm consistently showing up on someone's feed where they're actually looking online months before they're actually ready, they're going to feel like they already know me and they'll develop that a parasocial relationship with me. And it makes it so much easier for them to reach out to me and have a conversation. And if they do reach out to me and they talk to me and they see I'm in the exact same way as I am on the videos, 
Um, and then maybe they speak to some other agent and maybe they realize, well, Hey, maybe this person doesn't know what they're talking about, which quite frankly, most agents, unfortunately don't, they're not doing enough business to have a feet in the street experience to know what is working in their marketplaces. And they're not really taking the time to personally educate themselves, let alone their clients. I love that. But by the way, anyone who's on here live with us, so Connie, Matt, Petrina, Dan, if you guys have questions for Alex about maximizing time management or anything, please jump on in. Uh, Connie, you got a question? Um, So when you first started, did you start with scripts to know what questions to ask and then just sort of make them their own? Or did you just start thinking from a, you know, buyer or seller perspective, what you wanted to know? Mm -hmm. So I would... So you got to start with the basics at a certain point, right? Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in LP Mama. You know what that is. You know, we focus on asking questions about their location, their price point, um, what their motivation is. You know, do they have an agent? Um, what What's their financing status? Are they, are they getting a mortgage? And then um, asking for that actual appointment. Actually, I will tell you, one of the biggest problems for salespeople is that they're afraid to ask for the appointment. You know, just. Yeah, right? that is all. I've never heard that LP Mama. LP Mama, location, I price, love it. motivation, agent, mortgage, uh, ask. Right? Love it. Thank you. Know, you. Yeah, not, awesome. every, not everyone's there either, but I would say <laughs> over the years, I found points where, again, yeah, my process around education. So I'm looking for those little things where I know that maybe I can offer some additional insight. Because if I can offer insight here, here, and here, and yeah. I, all of a sudden I change their perspective just a little bit, now they see me as an authority figure and someone that they can. They so can. one more time, tell me what they are. L. Um, location, price, um, okay. motivation, agent, mortgage, and um, ask for ask. Yep. Got it. Thanks yep. so and much. That's, that's, that's the awesome. basic foundation of those things. You know, are you looking here in Rochester? You're looking at some of the surrounding communities. Um, you know, what's the price point you're looking at? Are you basing that off of a pre-approval amount or do you know what kind of payment that looks like? Yeah. Um, you know, working through that. Have you seen the inside of any houses? You know, are you working with an agent? Right. No, that's awesome. Online, you know, and just kind of offering some insights on the online stuff is not ideal either. A lot of those websites can be outdated and yeah. you need to have someone who can actually get you. Um, you might be missing out on 30, 40% of houses if you're just looking on these online websites. That's a good number. Thank you. <laughs> We have hey, we, even you? Had, we even had Danny turn his camera on. He looks I like know. he's on a spin bike in an abandoned warehouse. Danny, what's your question for Alex? So, do you time block? And mm-hmm. if so, do you use like certain like forty twenty rule? Does uh, anything you use for accountability? Things like that. Um, so I do time block. Um, I'm actually I live by my calendar. I I I, I am always looking at that thing. That is uh, time blocking is huge for. Um, making sure that you get your routine in those first, you know, three hours every day that I really focus on when I'm in the office, I'm, I'm very time blocked working with the agents working on, you know, different, I would call them scripts in the past, but I've been working with McCall Jones. So now I, I call them bubble, bubble maps, bubble popping, but, um, which is a little bit more authentic, you know, hire McCall Jones. Um, but, um, I'm very big on those things, uh, making sure that my calendars, I want my agents to let me know when they have their time blocks for their prospecting periods when they are meeting with clients, their closings. I don't really want to know all their showings because that gets to be too much. But at the end of the day, you do need to make sure that you're setting time also for yourself too. you know, making sure you get in the gym, getting that exercise in like you are right now. 
so so we got we got two Dang. minutes. So go, Sorry. Danny, I'm ask, so, I'm ask, so go ahead, Danny. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go for that. Do you do, do you like forty? Do you like forty minutes? And you give yourself a twenty minute break. What do you do? Um, so I get into flow really really quickly. Uh, one thing I learned from Krista Mayshore is to utilize the um, Pomodoro technique, which is you do 25 minutes of really focused work and then you take a five minute break. Um, however, um, I'm one of those people that when I get deep into something, I can just keep going and, and I'm excited to do it. So I usually try to stick for you know an hour and a half to two hours. When I was prospecting back in the day, um, nowadays it's more about working on you know finding what is it that I want to talk about to people um, in the marketplace. Uh, I have found... One of the things I get asked from people all the time is how do you, you know, decide on what content to talk about? And honestly, I feel like the amount of things I could talk about in real estate are limitless. Like just you think about what clients ask you on a daily basis, those questions that they're asking you, like if you talk to that um, question, you're going to get clients like those ones. So make sure that you're, you're, you're working with clients that you want to work with, who your ideal client is and start speaking to their needs. I love it. And by the way, those of you here live, I love that you're here live. If you guys are listening to this podcast later, agentpowerhuddle.com, jump on some morning, 8.30 Pacific, or sorry, 8 a.m. Pacific, 8, 11 a.m. East Coast, jump on with this live and you can ask people like Alex questions. All right, dude, last, last question for you. We got one minute, ready? If you could leave some advice, tip, actionable, anything for people around what Danny asked for accountability, because how do you get yourself to actually do these things? Once you create a schedule, once you create these time blocks, how do you get yourself to do it? Any any tip, piece of advice you leave people with around that? Uh, well, probably the best piece of advice I could give someone to do is to take time, go into Canva, go on Google and create a vision board for yourself. And then keep those things around you every day. Um, keep it on the mirror in the morning, keep it on your desktop and look at it regularly. Because when you see what it is that you actually want and those goals that you want to achieve regularly, you're going to want to do things in your personal life to move those things forward so you can actually arrive there, right? But keeping that front and center, you're always going to want to figure out ways to, to keep improving to, to get there. I love it, dude. All right, Alex Mayer, uh, we just dropped your, your Facebook profile in the chat box. Is this the best way for people to reach you if they have questions they want to connect? What, what's Yeah? Yeah, they can reach out to me directly through Facebook. I mean, he's already he already said three times or two times his, uh, his number one thing is responsiveness, one of his core values. So you reach out, he will respond. Mm -hmm. Alex, thanks, dude. This is awesome. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Jesse. Happy to be here. All right. Have a good morning, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. See you tomorrow. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.